Hey ladies, welcome to Yes and Amen, where we talk about growing in our faith with biblical truths, real life testimonies, and meditating on God's word. Now I'm your host, Priscilla's Pearl Dominguez. Let's get it. Hey, 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 ladies. So it's just me today, Priscilla's, your host of this Yes and Amen podcast. And today I wanted to talk about grace. And don't run off, please don't um, go on to another podcast episode, go do something else. I think it's just so important we talk about grace. I know we talk about it as Christians and a lot of sermons are about it and songs are about it, but we can't forget it. <laughs> we can't forget the power it has, um, the gift it is, and how it's been God's character, way of being, um, and way of loving all along. This is not a New Testament thing. This is not a just Jesus thing past Matthew, but this is a Genesis to Malachi character of God too. And if you don't know what I mean by Genesis to Malachi, it's the Old Testament. It is an Old Testament character of God as well. And so in this episode, that's what we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about the grace of God and how also it leads to restoration and um, is a plan of restoration. And so first I wanted to start by talking about the definition of grace, right? This is Google definition of grace. So on Google, it says courteous goodwill. A short prayer of thanks said before or after a meal. <laughs> That's true. Um, an attractively polite manner of behaving. Simple elegance or refinement of movement. And so when we think about these different things, when we hear these things, it's behaviors, right? Is behaviors um, of people. Uh, and there's the exception of the short prayer definition, but for the most part, it sounds like the behavior people. When we talk about people, she like she walked with grace or she lived with grace and elegance. It's more of like, I would say in our world, a high class thing or a thing that we connect with elegance and how people show up in the world. Maybe not so much about people's characters, but more so about outer appearances and how we carry ourselves. And that's nice. <laughs> but then there's the word of God's definition of grace, right? And there's the, the word of God doesn't go and say, this is what this is. This is what this is based on definition. But we can grasp what certain things are based on scriptures. So I'm going to go through some scriptures right now um, that talk about grace. So the first one is Ephesians. Ephesians 2 verses 8 to 9. It says, for you are saved by grace through faith. And this is not from yourselves. It is God's gift, not from works, so that no one can boast. So it starts off by saying you are saved by grace. You are not saved by your works. You are not saved because you're a nice person. You are not saved because you go to church on Sundays. You are saved by grace through the faith that you yourself have. So there is a part you play um, in your decision making, right? When we give our lives to Jesus, it is a decision. It is not because we're born into a Christian family or we're surrounded by Christians. No, that does not make you a follower of Christ. Making you a follower of Christ means that you take up your cross, you leave your old life behind, and you are taking up a new life. You are making a new decision. And that is through faith. And so this scripture is telling us alone that grace has to do with our salvation, has to do with how God gives us the gift of salvation. Even in the scripture, in the middle of it, it said it is God's gift. He wants us to receive it and use it well. 
use it well. Receive the grace of God and use it well. Not like those gifts that we get and we're like, what am I going to do with this? Am I going to regift it? You know, I just don't know what to do with this. <laughs> I have so many gifts like that, y'all. I mean, I appreciate gifts from, from people, but there's sometimes gifts that I'm like, you didn't think about me when you got this. When you, when you got it for me. And then when I think of grace, I'm like, God thought of us when he gave us grace. Because we all need it. We can all use it. And we are all desperate uh, for it. And then there's Romans 6.14. It says, For sin will not rule over you, because you are not under the law, but under grace. Hallelujah. That was... All right, we're going to take a second. Praise break right there, y'all. We are not under the law. We are under grace. So it's important to first know we're still under something, right? Just because the law was fulfilled through Jesus don't mean we out here doing whatever we want, living wild lives, right? Like we are still under something, under the authority of God, under the will of God, under the grace of God. So because of that, because of that gift, because of that access, we don't have to have sin rule over us. And the reality is, y'all, let's be real. You know, we sit every day, right? Like when we think certain things, say certain things, do certain things, um, even things that we don't don't seem that big of a deal, it's a big deal to God because it, it disconnects us from him. So any and all sin disconnects us from God. So they all matter and they're all a big deal. So even that, that moves us to our heart posture of looking at sin all like a big deal and need and our need for repentance through them but because we're under grace we don't have to have sin rule over us meaning we don't ha we have a uh, power the holy spirit gives us power to overcome sin to look at sin in the face to walk away from sin and that doesn't mean we don't fail in that right we're still human beings we are still led by our flesh sometimes but we are under grace and so when we when we do sin, when we do fall short, uh, when we do mess up, we are not under the law. The law included a lot of things, right, that uh, could, could have seemed harsh or seemed intense. But even there, there was grace because God could have made harsher laws. If, if we're honest, right, God could have made crazier laws, more intense laws. But he made the laws he made because of his grace. That goes back to the idea that his grace is not just a New Testament thing. And so, but because we're not under the law, our consequences don't come from the law. Our results don't come from the law, but we do reap what we sow. And so it is vital to be aware of the lives that we are living, the decisions that we are making in, in the everyday, right? The things that we are in agreement with, right? Like sin is even things that we are agreeing with. If we are agreeing things that are not of God, what are we watching on TV? What are we listening to in our ears? Who are we listening to? Jesus. Right? What are we agreeing with uh, when it comes to our past? Things that God has said, those things are dead. You are no longer those things. What are we still holding on to? Those in, 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 in some ways are, are also sins that we're still falling into because we're not believing that we have been made new creations through the grace of God. And then there's Hebrews 4.16 that says, Therefore, let us approach the throne of grace with boldness so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in time of need. Hallelujah. What an invitation. Paul here is telling us that we get to approach the throne of God, which is the throne of grace 
with boldness. We get to go to it with no hesitation, without fear, and go to the throne of grace of God with boldness so that we may receive what God has for us, which is mercy and grace for the, for the things that we need in time of need. That, that word in itself is, is key boldness, right? And realizing that grace itself is bold. God is bold to give us grace because we are undeserving of it and we constantly need it because we fall short. And so even in thinking of that, we get to embody that character of God as image bearers, as Imago Dei. We get to embody the boldness of God as we approach his very throne so we may receive mercy and and find grace to help us in the times of need, which y'all is 2020. If you're listening to this episode and it's a different time in the world, maybe 2021, whenever it is, great. I don't know how things are looking right now for you, but we're now right now, October, 2020, and it has been a crazy year, right? And so we are, we are in need of God. But the reality is that there has not been a year in our lifetime that we have not been in need of God. 2020 is no different. We have always needed God. We have always needed the grace of God. The Israelites always needed God. Throughout history, humanity has always needed God. And in needing God, we need his grace with it. And that is why it's so important to see grace in the Old Testament when people are not really talking about the grace of God or seeing the grace of God because it's there. He's there. He was providing for his people. These, The Israelites constantly turned away from him, worshiping other gods, sinning, complaining, all these things, literally wanting to go back to slavery, all of these different things. And he continued to provide his grace and give his grace. The law was just structure because he was like, y'all need structure. But he was giving grace in all of it. And then we have John 1.16 where it says, indeed, we have all received grace upon grace from his fullness. Anybody know that God is full? He is a full God. He is not an incomplete God. He does not come in pieces. Even him as three persons, Jesus, the Holy Spirit, and God, he is full together in that trinity. And that's why, for example, our our ministry is called Full Collective, because we are also invited to be full, to live full lives. We are actually not incomplete if we have Jesus. If we have Jesus in our lives, if we have received his grace and given our lives to him, then we are full people. And what a gift and a joy that this verse is telling us because we don't just receive grace. We receive grace upon grace. Okay, hallelujah. Yes, God. Grace upon grace. So that there is is like when we think about... um, The cup runneth over of of overflow of what God provides for us. Our cup is overflowing with grace. That is what he is giving and constantly providing. Thank you, Jesus. And so when we think about this, when we think about grace in from the very beginning, right? The book of the Bible goes from Genesis to Revelation. In Genesis, think of even the very first words of the Bible. (laughs) The very first words. It says in Genesis 1-1, In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. In the beginning, God created the two places he wanted us to live in. The two places, heaven and earth. He don't want nobody to go to hell. Contrary to popular belief that people will be like, oh, God sends people to hell. No, you. sorry, this may sound harsh, but people choose it. 
And so in realizing that in the beginning, God was providing grace by first creating the very two places he wanted us to be in (laughs) on earth and then in eternity with him forever. And so when we think about that, we then begin to think about the garden. He created the garden still with the intent of purity and shalom with him. And so even there, he was providing grace. He was providing free will. Even the gift of free will, y'all, is grace, Jesus. The very idea of free will is grace because he is giving us something that we don't deserve. We should be uh, in some ways like controlled by him because we don't know how to act. Let's be real. We don't know how to act. (laughs) But he is so sovereign, so loving that he provides grace and he provided it from the very beginning. And we think about throughout history, when you've read any book in the Bible, any story in the Bible, God's abounding grace is in all of it. It is constantly in every story. When we think of Joseph in Genesis, Abraham's story also in Genesis, when we think of Moses, Joshua, all the kings that were appointed throughout the history of Israel. When we think about the Pharisees, how even God behaved with the Pharisees, all of these storylines. Then we go to the New Testament. When we think about Jesus, obviously showing up as full grace. Then we think about his disciples, all of these timelines, all of these people, all of these stories. And then we think about the past 2020 years, how God has has grace in humanity for people. And that is good news, y'all. That is good news. The grace of God is good news. And so I I would invite you to enter into this idea of grace and realizing that God's grace is his plan of restoration. That he's had grace be a part of his character, be a part of his behavior, be a part of his plans, be a part of his will all along because he had a plan for restoration all along. And he was providing the gift of grace throughout history in order for us to see that restoration is coming and is right now. Grace happens through restoration. We receive the healing that we that we would desire through the grace that God gives. When we mess up and the things that we fall short, even the things that we've perhaps in the past have looked at in our life, God is not wagging his finger at us. But he's providing the grace we need so we can heal from that and move forward towards the restoration he has for us. In the book of Revelation in chapter 21, very, very close to the end of the Bible, verses 1 to 7, I'm going to read right now. It says, Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and the sea was no more. I also saw the holy city the new Jerusalem coming down out of heaven from God, prepared like a bride adorned for her husband. Then I heard a loud voice from the throne. Look, God's dwelling is with humanity and he will live with them. They will be his peoples and God himself will be with him and will be their God. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes. Death will be no more. Grief, crying, and pain will be no more because of previous things have passed away. Then the one seated on the throne said, Look, I am making everything new. He also said, Write, because these words are faithful and true. Then he said to me, 
It is done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. I will freely give to the thirsty from the spring of the water of life. The one who conquers will inherit these things, and I will be his God, and he will be my son. Hallelujah. More good news. Y'all, if you ever thought the Bible ain't full of good news, it is full of good news. Right. And so even reading these scriptures, I would invite you to meditate some time on this scripture, Revelation 21, 1 to 7. I read the CSB version. But just realizing as John was writing this, as what he was witnessing, what he was seeing to come, all of that is because of the grace of God and because of the restoration he had in mind from the very beginning. Jesus says he is the Alpha and the Omega. He was in the beginning. He is in the end. He is in the in-between. And his plan for healing, for restoration, for peace, for renewal, for grace, for mercy, for love has been a part of his grand plan all along. And so, sis, I invite you to begin this last quarter of the year or wherever you are in the year as you're listening to this, trying to enter into a new mindset of grace. The reality is that God's grace should make us emotional. It should make us cry. It should make us fall on our faces because it is so mysterious, beautiful, complex, and we don't deserve it. It is a gift he gives us, not by our works, not by us being nice people and good people. It is by us being followers of Jesus, taking up our cross, And saying, God, I will give you everything and I will repent when I sin and I will follow you and I will bring people to your throne of grace. We are actually starting a Bible study uh, this fall, starting Tuesday, October 13th for seven weeks. Um, And it's going to be about this. We're going to go into Genesis. We're going to go into the Gospels and we're going to go a little bit into Revelation and looking at the grace of God, looking at restoration, looking at how we can sow seeds in our own lives lives that leave to talking about ways that we can sow seeds in our own lives that lead to restoration and continuing to live in the grace of God. And so if you don't already know, we have a full garden community, which is an online membership community, and that we're going to do that Bible study through that Um, through that group on Tuesdays for seven weeks from October 13th to the end of November. But if you can't for whatever reason or if something else you would like, um, we also are releasing um, this. The Bible study we'll be doing with the group. We're going to be selling online um, starting this week on Friday, October 9th. So we would love to have you, yeah, be a part of that if you want to purchase it and just go alongside this journey, even in this last quarter of 2020 to study the word of God and see his grace all throughout. And so, yes, well, more of those details will be um, in the detail, in the notes for this. So more of those details will be in the notes for this episode. You can check it out there or you can check it out at PercellisPD.com, which is my new website. Hey, check it out. Um, <laughs> or check it out on TheFullGarden.com about our membership. And so thank you ladies for being with me here, listening. I pray that this blessed you and that you can just um, enter into a new season of seeing God's grace differently and also um, giving yourself grace more. We 
we need to give ourselves grace more um, in our in our pace of life and all that we are doing. Um, these are not easy times. And so I pray you are blessed. I pray that you are making sure that God is keeping you and you're not trying to keep yourself um, and that you are resting when you need it. Okay, sis? See you next time. Next week, we'll have another meditation episode. So make sure you tune in for that. Ladies, I pray that conversation blessed you and that you're able to apply some things you heard or learned to your continued growth on your faith journey. Share any thoughts or testimonies you have by leaving us a review and make sure you subscribe. Meet us here next week for another episode of Yes and Amen. And if you don't already, follow us on Instagram at The Full Garden to learn more about our growing community.